It is time for the Tan and J-Man College Football Preview Show. We're talking before the air. I think this is our sixth, if we count 2017. You're right. It is sixth. I miscounted. <laughs> you threw me off. I was, I was counting on my hand while our intro was gone. Uh, but welcome to the Tan and J-Man Show. This is always one of our uh, favorite um, weeks of the year, our college fee- uh, football preview show. Uh, how you doing out there, Tito? Doing good, Jay, man. Been looking forward to this for ever since we ended last week's show. Uh, thanks for everybody sure. who tuned in to our 300th episode. That was fun. But, uh, you know, we, we kind of struggle in the spring and then into summer when not a lot's going on besides baseball. And then when football cranks up, it's pretty easy from there on out until college basketball ends. Yeah, so. I, uh, I'm feeling energized tonight because, uh, t- to be honest, in the summer, I'm just like, gosh, i got to go do the show. Oh, how, how are we going to get an hour tonight? Uh, but now it's it's a fun time. Yeah, and it's fun doing research for this show. You know, I mm-hmm. go back, I'm looking at uh, records of teams from last year, returning guys, guys I forgot about, some newcomers. So it's always fun to get a refresher because we're both big Big Ten fans, of course. But um, before I did my research, I forgot about a lot of guys. Yeah, Big Ten football is a lot more difficult to remember than Big Ten basketball for sure because um, you, you know who's returning. Um, all the big names and all of that and basketball, but football, yeah, I, cu- I couldn't remember like half the quarterbacks that each team's going to have. No quarterbacks, and then there were some teams I knew quarterback and running back, but I didn't know any of the receivers mm-hmm. and and defenses were real tough. But uh, yeah, at least I kind of got an idea who's going to be good on what side of the ball. So, mm-hmm. yep, 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 yep. Got some birdie bogey for me tonight. Of course I do. Of course I do, and it is college football related, and it's related to the Big Ten mm. and Pac-12, I should say. Big Ten and Pac-12, because it's got to do with the Rose Bowl. I want to know what team has the most losses all time in the Rose Bowl. Hmm. Big Ten or Pac-12, huh? Yep, <clears throat> so... Obviously I, a team that's usually pretty dang good if they're getting there a bunch. Right, right, so... Mm. It's a good question. Because really yep, you can kind of figure out who's been there a bunch from mm-hmm. each each conference, but who hasn't got the job done more times than not. Birdie Bogies brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryson Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Get your veggies! I was just on their website before we started before. recording. To see uh, what kind of merch oh, yeah. they got, and he's got some good-looking T-shirts on there, hats, similar material to this hat, kind of the mesh stuff. They got stickers on there. They got beanies, so you can be warm come winter. So uh, they got all co- different colors, designs. So noblenomellc.com. I was just I saw them share something on Facebook, literally right before the show, and I'm gonna go bring it up. I didn't uh, get a chance to read it, but. Um... Let's see here. Um, we are proud. Uh, what is this? K21 Health Foundation. We proud, we're proud to be financially supporting Combine Community Services, who has partnered with Noble Gnome Farm to reduce food insecurity in Kosciuszko County through sustainable produce. Uh, check out their press release on their uh, Facebook page. So that's, uh, that's really cool that they are cool. doing that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Get your veggies <laughs> and your merchandise um and your merch and your merch got you gotta get that noble no merch <laughs> um before we get into college football i have a few just a few baseball notes um here and let's see mainly cub stuff but since i just saw this since june 17th the chicago cubs are 29 and 28 the New York Yankees are twenty six and thirty three. What is going on? I believe it. It's uh, you know, uh, Hank Steinbrenner came out yesterday for Paul O'Neill Day, which Paul O'Neill got his jersey retired. Which I could go yeah, on about that one. for a while. It's just like, all right, they're literally gonna run out numbers one of these days yeah. and gonna have to start wearing triple digits. But uh, um, Hank got the, he got booed pretty bad. He should. So yeah, um, I think. Hal, Hal, I should say, not Hank. Hank passed away. Hank passed away. It's Hal. My bad. Hmm. I get them confused. But, yeah. Um, Yankees are still eight games The fans are ready. They're ready for a different change, which isn't going to happen. But, 
Yeah, they're eight games yeah. up, but they're lucky they got that cushion early on because they have just not been playing good baseball. Yeah, they have not been pitching well. Garrett Cole's been pitching terribly. Um, they're not scoring runs. It's been a, a different uh, different pitch without Spider Tech. Yeah, he is. He absolutely is. It's been a uh, it's been a bad stretch. But again, get it out of the way now before uh, the postseason. They're still right. in real good shape uh, for that. But uh, as far as the Cubs go, Cubs have been playing some really good baseball here. They're sixteen and eleven since uh over their last 27 games uh they have one of the best starting rotations in baseball numbers wise here the past month or so um and a big part of that is justin Steele. he has a 1.47 era in his last nine starts since june 29th and uh, he is second all time um in cubs history for most games in a single season with nine strikeouts or more he has six such games this year only Johnny Lester has more. He had seven in 2017. So uh, Justin Steele's probably the one of the lone bright spots for this uh, this Cubs team here. But they're playing good baseball, as I said. Um, hopefully, going to get some momentum. They need to start showing that they're going to compete next year. If they can win some games here the rest of the year, I used to be like tank, 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 get a top three draft pick, and now it's like, man, if they want to go out and sign a Trey Turner or Carlos Correa or uh, Xander Bogarts, they need to show that they're going to have a roster coming into next year that can compete. And uh, it's getting to the point where I uh, kind of want them to win the rest of the way. Yeah, he kind of um, had we'll a positive that. positive tweet yesterday. Justin Steele is legitimately really good. First yeah. successful pitcher the Cubs have developed since Jed Hoyer got there in late 2011. Yeah, it it has felt like that. I mean, Kyle Hendricks, you could argue him, uh, but he wasn't a, a Cubs draftee. He was a Texas Rangers draftee, so... As far as the pitchers they've uh, drafted and developed, Justin Steele's uh, been the best. Of course, they drafted Dylan Cease, but he, uh, for the most part, came up through the White Sox organization. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been a uh, really good development and uh, hopefully a potential building block uh, for the Cubs. But uh, still a bad baseball team, and now they have five games against the Cardinals this week who are playing some really good baseball. 18 games over 500, have a five-game lead on the Milwaukee Brewers. But... Um, did you see this? Yadier Molina was placed on the restricted list over the weekend. Did not see that. He owns a Puerto Rican professional basketball team, and they were playing in the country's championship um, over the weekend, and he decided that it would be a good idea to uh, leave his job to go watch his team play. Um, Yadi even spoke with the media who asked about his decision, and um, – he said that he had a responsibility to his team as his owner, its history, and important to the p- people of his hometown. Uh, so his team's in the middle of a, a pennant race, and uh, Yachty has better things to do. Uh, go watch a Puerto Rican uh, basketball. Sounds like something Michael Scott would have done. He would have definitely done it. it his uh, reasoning for uh, leaving the team sounded very Michael Scott-esque. Um, but... Uh, other than uh, Yadier Molina's idiocy, uh, I really have nothing left. Got, when it comes you got to talk baseball. about Albert Pujols a little bit, don't you? Pujols, I think he's nine, nine or ten homers away from seven hundred. I thought he was closer than that. Let me see. I think he's nine away. He uh, he even re- he's been he's been playing well. I mean, he is having the best year he's had since he was a Cardinal in two thousand eleven, probably. He's hitting 46% above league average this year. So he was hitting 189 on July 4th. On that, uh, jersey. Since July 4th, he's hit 408 with nine home runs. That'll do it. <laughs> he is, uh, he's eight homers away eight, yep. um, from 700. He has six, 692. He's mainly been playing against left-handed pitching, uh, and he's hitting them real well. But, uh, yeah, Albert going out on a good note, he has not had an above-league average offensive season since 2016. Uh, so it is, it's been a minute for him, and um, he's going to have to hit eight here in the next uh, month and a half to get to 700 because he has reiterated that he's still going to retire. Uh, I'm rooting for him season. to do it. He's, uh, yeah, it's uh, – yeah. I, I know was, you not, but he I He was am. such a Cubs killer. <laughs> well, he, he was such a cub killer, but he was also fairly likable. Uh, so I wouldn't mind him doing it. I have nothing against him. His lifted, his listed birth age is uh, he's forty two years old. And that's what it's listed at. There's reason to believe he's like forty five to forty seven. Um, I am twelve. Uh, still, um, I am. Yeah, I am twelve. 
Um, yeah, eight homers away. If he continues this stretch of hitting he's been on, he has a chance to get there. Um, he has over 3,300 career hits. Uh, one of the greatest right-handed hitters of all time. He has hit into the most double plays in Major League Baseball history. Over his 22-year career, he is hitting 421 double plays. Wow, that's a lot he of double was, plays. He, he, he was not a fast man. Not a fast man. But, uh, that's, uh, that's really all I got for baseball, unless you have anything else to add. No, not not much. Um, no, I don't think so. Cool. College football is here. Uh, well, let's, do, are let, they having let's, game day? I don't think. Uh, I don't know if they are this week. I know they are next week. Hmm. Um, let's knock out on this day real quick. Sounds good. So let's uh, see what we got here. All right. I haven't even looked at these. So, on this day in sports history, on August twenty second. Was day 1927, Babe Ruth hit his 40th home run during his MLB record 60 home run season in the Yankees' 9-4 loss to the Cleveland Indians at Dunfield. Uh, let's see. On this day, 1947, the 14th NFL Chicago All-Star Game was held. The All-Stars beat the Bears 16-0. to in front of 105,840 people. Jeez. Wow. Going to see a lot of Bears shutouts this year, so that's uh <laughs> If they have a field to play on at this at this rate, that field's getting ripped up. And did you see at the, I think it was the Bad Bunny concert, some of the field caught on fire? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> On this day, 1961, Roger Maris hit his 50th homer, of which would be 61 home runs that year. Um, I have seen people ask, if Aaron Judge passes Roger Maris, which I don't know how many Judge has right now, should he be considered the all-time home run king because the other guys uh, that had more than Maris uh, were steroid guys? I still say no. I, say I, I get why they're saying that You know, from a – non-cheating perspective but it doesn't matter um let me see if he how many home runs i should know off the top of my head how many he's got 46 right now he he'd have to go scorched earth the rest of the year to uh get there he can though on this day 1984 dwight gooden of the mets became the 11th rookie to strike out 200 batters yeah doc was a good one Speaking of strikeouts, on this day, 1989, Nolan Ryan struck out his 5,000th batter. It was Ricky Henderson who he struck out. That is a record that will never come close to being touched. No. No. Uh, a lot of Olympics, 04, Athens Olympic Games. On this day, 2007, the Texas Rangers routed the Baltimore Orioles 30-3, to the most runs scored by a team in modern MLB history. I remember that. Wow. 2008, a lot of Beijing Olympics going on. And that's going to do it for the honest day. A lot of Olympic heavy, so I I didn't choose any of those. So uh, not, not a lot going on. Hopefully in the next few weeks we'll get some college football ones to talk about. But uh, that is the On This Day segment, which is brought to you by, like it is every week, Moody Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs. From signs to grill charts, their custom pieces make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. See some of their recently completed projects, visit at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram or Facebook. And for orders, contact them at MooneyWoodcrafts at gmail.com. So if you're looking for a a uh, Purdue sign to put up in your man cave this this fall. Indiana, Notre Dame, Illinois, I don't know, Ohio State, Michigan, whoever you like for college football, get a hold of a Thad Mooney at Mooney Woodcrafts, and he will get it done for you. Yes, sir. Uh, do you want to do a word association now, or do you want to wait? It is college football related. Let's go ahead and knock it out. Mm, then then we'll just concentrate on our uh, season previews. These are 15 15- – Head coaches, um, as my dog's going nuts in the background, uh, 15 
head coaches that have won the national championship over the past however many years. Of course, we have a bunch of repeats with Saban. I was going to say, there's there, not that many the last 20 years. Yes. So this goes back to like 96 or something okay. like that. Um, so uh, starting with last year, Kirby Smart. Just bulldog. I think about him as a bulldog. I mean, of course, he went to Georgia. Now he coaches Georgia. It just seems like a bulldog. Uh, ever since he got that job, I'm like, this is a good fit for him. He's the right guy yeah. to do this job. You know, Mark Rick did a good job at Georgia, but couldn't get him over the hump. Kirby's got him in two national championship games and winning their first championship in, since the 80s. So, yeah, right man for the job. Yeah. Um, Nick Saban. Oh, the devil himself. Uh, yeah. No, um, arguably the best to ever do it up there with Bear Bryant. Um, you know, I watched The Blind Side with my girlfriend uh, two two weeks ago when we watched Field of Dreams, where also The Blind Side was on. And that movie's so old that he was still the coach at LSU then in that yeah. movie. Yeah. I remember watching that in theaters in high school, I want to say. Um, well, it would have had to have been in high school. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it came out 2008 or nine. I want to say. Um, Coach Edo, <laughs> go Tigers! Uh, <laughs> he like he it. might be one of the worst coaches to ever win a national championship. Uh, no, there's well, another one on this list that I think G- is worse. Gene Chizik, I know who you're getting yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> right after I said that, but which I'll, I'll have another word for him when we get to him. But uh, oh, Coach O, how can you not like the guy? I thought he yeah. still think he got a raw deal by USC to this day. Yeah, he uh, he took over a dumpster fire there at USC and won. Yes, he did. Um, but then he had one of the greatest offenses in the history of college football with Joe Burrow and all those receivers that went in the first round. It was uh, then two years later he's gone. I wonder if he'll land back on his feet somewhere, if he'll just ride off in the sunset being a national championship yeah, coach two years ago. So, yeah. you know, and speaking of the blind side, that's who eventually got Michael Orr was mm-hmm. at Orgeron and Ole Miss. Yep. Uh, Dabo Sweeney. I find him phony. I'm sorry. You know, a lot of people think he's this great guy. I, I'm not so sure he's. Yeah, I just, I just find him phony. That's that's what I'll say. I'll, yeah. I'll keep it. I'll keep it clean. And I'll, he, I'll keep uh, it kind of nice. He has been a guy that has always said, if players start getting paid, I'm going to give up this job. Well, well, there we are. He's still there. So, do yeah, you he's, think he's phony? Do you, sure. do you think he's Alabama's next head coach once Saban retires? Maybe. Um, I know he's an Alabama grad. Uh, it could be his dream job. But, man, he's built Clemson into something special. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting once that time comes. I don't know how long Saban's got left. He's in his – is he 70 yet? Well, let me um, see here. not 100% sure. But, uh, yeah, Dabo – Going back to Bam, I mean, he he could just step in. It's, it's tough following a legend, though. But at the same time, Dabo's a legend in his own right uh, with all those national championship wins. So, uh, yeah, it'd be uh, probably just step right in and keep things going. Nick Saban was born on Halloween. Well, that's fitting. 1951. Yeah, he's 70. He'll be 71. <laughs> Alabama, he's 178 and 25. They've lost 25 games. I'm more surprised well, by that than the 178 wins. Well, you got to think his first year he wasn't very good there. That's fair. About 25% of their losses came in that first uh, first year. Mm-hmm. Um, Urban Meyer. Oh, scummy. Uh, mm-hmm. But a guy who's good everywhere he goes except in the NFL. But um, college football analyst again. He's back with Fox, I yeah. see. I'm so. surprised. Fox Fox hired him. Do you think uh, he ever coaches again? All the scandal. I think some college team will take a chance. Um, always thought USC for sure, but now they have Lincoln Riley, and he's a guy uh, right. to stay there for a long time. So who knows about right. Urban? I, I know the NFL is never going to come calling again. No, so I wouldn't. Chance, and it was an absolute disaster. Right. Um, Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher. Uh, one took his money and ran to A and M. Yeah, uh, I kind of forgot he won a national title to be honest, but uh, he's doing a pretty good job at A and M. They got the number one recruiting ranked recruiting class uh, coming in this year. Whether they, you know, did it or uh, or bottom, you know, teach their own. Hey, but uh, you, you can do it now. But uh, I think he's really got to start getting over the hump there at A and M. They're paying him yeah. too much money not to. They're ranked sixth 
in the uh, preseason poll, so they're obviously projected to be pretty dang good. This I year. couldn't tell you much about them, though. No, couldn't couldn't name you one player uh, on Texas A&M. Uh, Gene Chizik. Yeah, the worst coach to ever win national championship. He was off on Iowa State. Yeah, I don't I don't know why Auburn hired him when they did, but then they looked smart when he won the national championship. Of course, having Cam Newton as your college quarterback, the Heisman Trophy mm-hmm. winner that year helps a lot. That was a 2011 national championship game, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he didn't last long there. Mac Brown. <laughs> oh, Mac Brown. Uh, Texas legend, doing fairly well at UNC right now. Um, I just want to think of Mac Brown, I think Vince Young, I think Rose Bowl, I think USC, arguably the greatest college football game ever played. Yeah, when I think Mac Brown, the first person I can think of is Colt McCoy for some reason, more so than Vince Young. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, McCoy led them to a the national championship, and then he got hurt, didn't he? Like the He got hurt, and, uh, oh, who came in? The, he ended Garrett, up trans- Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert, who ended up transferring to, like, Sam Houston mm-hmm. State or something. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Gilbert's still around. Gilbert's had a fairly long career in the NFL um, as a backup, uh, which so is, uh, so is Colt McCoy. He's still lasting. Hey, and Sam Ellinger are looking good for the Colts. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, uh, man, guy doesn't age. Yeah. I mean, he is old and he hasn't aged at all. It was great at USC, knew to get out at the right time, knew some sanctions were coming, and I can't believe he's been the Seahawks coach as long as he has. But he's won national titles, he's won Super Bowls, he's a pretty good coach. Yeah, uh, Jim Tressel, sweater v, sweaty, sweaty v, sweater vest. Uh, man, he was he was good as his offense was boring. Tressel ball was a mm-hmm. boring style of ball, but. His Ohio State teams were, were tough, and uh, yep. he got it done. And once again, knew it was time to get out because he knew he was in trouble with uh, his team selling jewelry and rings and tattoos and yeah. tattoo money and all that. That seems so mild compared oh. to stuff that's going on today. No um, doubt. So, um, Larry Coker. <laughs> Larry Coker. Uh, the U are, I think, the best college football team that I had ever seen was the 01 mm-hmm. Miami Florida Hurricanes. That they were so good. 01, 02, 03. Should have beat Ohio State. The refs helped Ohio State out there in that Tostias Fiesta Bowl, BCS championship, whatever you want to call it. Um, but then he after the U he went to UTSA and was there for a little while. So the Roadrunners yeah. down there. So. That was the most talented college football team ever. Ridiculous. I, I don't I don't think anyone can argue that. I mean they had Three running backs, Willis McGahee, Clinton Portis, um, Frank Gore. You had Andre Johnson, Jeremy Shockey, and then you look at their defense. I mean, they had like they had Sean Taylor and Ed Reed yeah. as safeties, yeah, two Hall of Fame level safeties. <laughs> uh, and, and then you had Antrell Roll on the other side, who was a multiple-time Pro Bowler. Jonathan Vilma, linebacker. Uh, Vince Wilfork in the middle. I mean, that was insane. Kellen Winslow, also Kellen a mix Winslow of Shockey. Too. Yes. <laughs> Ken Dorsey, who wasn't too bad of a and, quarterback. Um, Santana Moss was opposite of Andre Johnson. Yeah, and, and Kid Dorsey was a pretty good quarterback too, yeah. but with all that talent, how could he not be? It, it helps, definitely. That, is, now he's that pretty, is ridiculous. It was insane. Um, this, yeah, insane. Uh, Bob Stoops. Big game Bob, for a reason. Mm-hmm. He got it done in big games. Um, I am shocked we have not seen him land somewhere else. I mean, he's XFL, like XFL. Yeah. which, yeah, which I don't know if he's going to be in the new XFL coming out that Dwayne The Rock Johnson's operating but yeah i i thought he would be uh, i thought he'd be ohio state's next head coach yeah. when urban was gone but ryan day's done a pretty good job uh bobby bowden bobby Bowden, old man bobby uh, that was the first national championship game i remember watching florida state virginia tech peter warwick put on a show who didn't get drafted by the Bengals? yep it's time it's time to bring that back yeah, yeah, and uh, gotta say with pride now though since they're good <laughs> and uh yeah yeah, but that was a young Michael Vick, I believe, on that Virginia Tech team. So Bobby Bowden, yeah, he was a legend. Uh, Philip Fulmer. <laughs> Snake. Um, you hate all things Tennessee. I don't, I, hey, they came after uh, the Boiler Breakdown podcast hard last year on Twitter, <laughs> saying we didn't want the smoke, and then Purdue beat them. So, and they're still crying about it. I heard a podcast the other day. They're still – some guy goes, you guys went 7-6. to six, And the Tennessee guy goes – 
with the asterisk record. You want to know what our actual record was? Nine and four. Because they said they lost. The, they got screwed by the refs against Ole Miss. They got no, screwed against Purdue. So, Phil Fulmer, I just don't like the guy. Um, it's crazy, though, the year after Peyton Manning leaves Tennessee, they win it all. Yeah. Um, Fulmer is probably the reason Greg Schiano wasn't hired, or at least a big part of the reason. He, he, 100%. Uh, Him and Clay yeah, Travis. He, uh, yeah, they, they both kind of started a uh, riot there. Um, which is just crazy. And then they got uh, what's his face? Uh, Pruitt. Yeah, who, Pruitt, who was terrible, and now they're on to Josh Heupel, who I think will probably do a pretty good job. He's there. doing pretty good so good far. First year there. Uh, yeah. The guy, uh, this podcast I was listening to, this Tennessee fan said he would not take Luke Fickle over Heupel. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Tennessee fans, you can put them right up there with Nebraska fans. Hundred percent, decent comparison. Um, used to say that about Michigan fans too, but they did just go to a college football playoff. We say it about Notre Dame fans, but they've been to a few college football. Playoffs. They have, they have, absolutely. Um, so Nebraska and Tennessee are kind of right there with each other. Um, mm-hmm. last, last one here, uh, old ball coach Steve Spurrier. Oh, ball coach. That's what I was going to say. Uh, don't even remember his time at South Carolina, even though they had decent teams. Mm-hmm. I always think of him as Florida, and I completely forget his Washington Redskins days. Yeah. That was, that was, uh, yeah, that was the dark year, which the uh, Washington football team has had. Are they the commanders now? Commanders now. Um, oh, that, there's another one that Josh is going to struggle uh, with. Why, why do they do this to me? <laughs> Um, Chiefs and Braves are probably next too. So, well, when uh, I think of Spurrier with the then Redskins, I think of Patrick Ramsey in those maroon uniforms they switched to with yeah. the arrow helmets. Ugh, those were nasty. I, I remember the Dolphins broke out the orange jerseys that I thought were awesome. Now I think they're stupid. Uh, on a Sunday night game, a terrible Dolphins team against a terrible Redskins team. And uh, trying to think who had a good game for the Dolphins. Why, a wide receiver no one ever heard of had a good game. It was the only good game ever. But uh, oh, What year was that? I'm going to go check it out. 2000 and it was right around Thanksgiving time, like the Sunday before Thanksgiving. 2004-ish, I want to say. I want to say the Dolphins were real bad, like 4-12 and 12 that year. How about, oh, that was August 21st, 2004, um, so that's not it. How about maybe 04? Three or oh five, somewhere in there. Now I'm just curious. How about November twenty third, two thousand three? That would have to be it. Uh, so. Let's see who had a good game. Brian Greasy was the quarterback for the. Yep, he was the quarterback. So I think Dolphins are actually okay in oh three. Um, James McKnight had three catches for ninety six yards and a touchdown. There it is, James McKnight. <laughs> oh man, Tim it's Hasselback was the quarterback for yes. the Redskins that yep. night. I remember Tim Hasselback was the quarterback. Dolphins well, won 24-23. Yeah. They scored 14 points in the fourth quarter to win. I, I remember they were down. What was the Dolphins' record? Jay Fiedler ignited the fourth quarter rally. So, Greasy got benched for Jay Fiedler. Um, At the time, the Dolphins were 7-4. and four. Yeah, they ended up, like, I th- was that the year they lost to Minnesota at the end of the year? I think that might have been 0-2. Um, was their final game against New England that year? I'm looking it up here. They went ten and six. Yeah, they missed out on the playoffs though. It was against the Jets, which they won ten to seven. Maybe I'm. Way they lost at New England in week fourteen. That might be what I'm thinking. And they lost to the was... Eagles in week on a Monday night in week fifteen. I don't remember that. Um, but yeah, Dolphins choked that year. Now that mm-hmm. I think about it, we got off a dol- Dolphin tangent two weeks early. Yeah, two two weeks early. I'm sure some uh, Dolphins tangents will be coming for a majority of this uh, upcoming season. But, um, a good word association, though. That's I thought about some coaches I hadn't thought of in a long time, especially Gene Chizik. That was a name I forgot about. <laughs> and that is the word association segment, which is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Performer Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company, picnic, or sales meeting, Performer Print 2 Promo Group has you covered. They have over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. College football is here. 
Um, when's, when's the first game? Do they have like a Thursday game or is it just all Saturday? All Saturday this week and then a couple Thursdays next mm. week. So uh, do you just want to go? We we have this website called Playoff Predictor uh, that you can go game by game, pick each game, and at the end of the at the end of it, you can see what the records are, which makes it a lot easier for us uh, to figure out records. So uh, do you just want to go through? Maybe start with the. Do you want to start with the East or the West and give our uh, ranking? Give, give our give our records. Uh, yes. Let's go with the East. Beautiful. I assume we both have Ohio State winning it. Yes, sir. I have Ohio State going twelve and zero. I do too, nine and zero in the conference. I mean, C.J. Stroud, probably the best quarterback in the country. Yeah, right, right up there with um, Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. That is the name, right, Bryce Young? Yeah, yeah, Alabama. Yeah, yeah Alabama, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Um, I mean, he's good, but they also got Trayvon Henderson. He's going to be probably up there for the Heisman. So is Jackson Smith. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this no, hyphenated name. Um, I mean, they're going to be a three-headed monster in that offense. Yeah, Stroud is the number one quarterback NFL prospect in the country, um, and he uh, probably top two or three odds to win the Heisman. Um, they went eleven and two last year, and that's a terrible year for them. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that's insane. That it's a terrible year. Uh, but uh, they also have Marvin Harrison Jr. on uh, one side, so you can that makes me feel old. Ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they start off with a big one. I mean, it's, it's the, uh, college game day next Saturday. It's Saturday night, ABC, which be, well, it won't be one of the last, but this is the last season that ABC is going to have, uh, big 10 home games on it. Mm-hmm. Um, with the new media rights deal that we can talk about here in a little bit, but, uh, so that's a big one hosting Notre Dame next Saturday night. I mean, that's, there's not cupcake city and they're not conference schedule this year. Yeah. They, uh, they aren't scared. Nor should they be, and I'm, and I think losing those two games last year kind of ticked them off enough. They were like, "We're going to play best teams in the country and prove that we're better than that." So, yep, and I, uh, I think it's going to get ugly for Irish fans next Saturday night, but could be wrong. I do too. I do too. Um, who you have finishing second? I have the Michigan Wolverines. I do too. And I have them at eleven and one. I also have them at eleven and one. So I have that. The game, as it's called, between Ohio State and Michigan would be huge. Mm-hmm. Both teams going undefeated. But I am a little concerned because I don't know who Michigan's quarterback's got to be. Um, I believe – do they still have Cade McNamara? Yes. Or is he gone? No, um, he's still there. They haven't announced him starter. He wasn't Not that yet. great last year. Uh, they had a really good rushing attack, great defense. Um, but, of course, they were waxed by Georgia in the playoffs. So. Yeah, I well, which was – I mean, who – Georgia yeah, did that to a lot of teams. I mean, they got arguably the best defense of all time. Um, I'm trying to figure out, find who the other guy is that's competing with McNamara for their quarterback position. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, J.J. McCarthy. Okay, yeah. But, uh, um, I mean, the running backs, Blake Corum's one of the best running backs in the country. Donovan Edwards is a good backup. He'd be starting on most teams. And then Ronnie Bell's a good wide receiver, but he's coming off a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, the defense, old- the defense is really good, like you said. But they do have to replace Aiden Hutchinson and David yeah. Ojabo, Oj- Oj- who tore mm-hmm. his ACL in combine or the yeah. not the combine, but pro day. Um, eight. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson is as big of a defensive loss as you could possibly have. I mean, he was a Heisman candidate at defensive end, and now he was number. See the number two overall pick? Is that where the Lions took him? Yep, and he can sing Michael Jackson. Um, have have you been watching um Hard Knocks? It's it's not. actually really good this year. I've I've enjoyed it so I've far. I've heard it's very good. Um yeah. but uh yeah, I mean those are obviously two huge losses, but um I wonder if Michigan fans are gonna give Harbaugh a little bit of leeway here now. Oh they, they should. They I don't should, like the guy, but they, but they should. I mean, yeah. come on. Um, yeah, I don't. I I don't think they will, though. I mean, I think they got a taste of the playoff, and now they expect to be there every single year. Yeah, so. you're probably right. Yeah. Finishing third in the East, who you got? I got the Michigan State Spartans. Hmm. Nine and three, seven and two conference record, and I don't even like this Michigan State team that much. But their schedule just played out to where I had them nine and three. They do have uh, Peyton Thorne coming back. I think he'll have a good hmm. year. Um, 
they got, you know, Michigan State fans, and, and he is a swaggy guy, but they literally think Mel Tuck, Tucker is the swaggiest coach in America. Everything he does is swaggy. I mean, he could, the, the way Michigan State fans act, he could drive a Prius, and they would think it's swaggy. Um, so, uh, yeah, but, you know, Michigan State, I think they're going to be, they're going to be pretty good. Um, but I, I did plan on having them finish third. I thought I was going to have them finish fourth, so. Yeah. Yeah, they were eleven and two last season. They lost Kenneth Walker at over sixteen hundred yards right. um, rushing. So that's a massive loss. But for the most part, their team stayed intact. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I actually have Penn State finishing third at eight and four. Um, they were seven and six last season. Uh, get um, what's their quarterback's name? Obama? Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford. Aiden O'Connell plays for Purdue. Yes, he does. <laughs> but they're, <laughs> both, they're both six-year guys. They've been there Sean, forever. I, so I was going to say, Sean Clifford feels like he's been there 10 years. Um, six, six. I don't know why, but this makes me feel older than the Marvin Harrison Jr. thing. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. is a top-five cornerback prospect um, playing for Penn State. So uh, that, that makes me feel old. Well, Penn State's who I have at fourth, so I'll go ahead and give my little. And I have Michigan State fourth, so. and I have Penn State going seven and five, five and four in the conference. If they win seven games, even if they win eight, I think their fan base is going to start yeah. chattering because I mean they gave Franklin a big extension last year, but that was more to keep him away from some teams. I mean, I thought he was USC bound. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't shock me though if this is his last year in Happy Valley. I, I feel like a split's coming, and it might be good for both parties. Yeah. Um, um, they are kind of stuck now in that eight win, nine win thing. But again, it's one of those, uh, be careful what you wish for. Cause we saw what happened with Bo Pelini in Nebraska, uh, perennially nine wins. And now they're slogging through the bottom of the big 10 West. Now no, you're right. That's a good point, but it's, you know, and this is Sean Clifford's first time having back to back years where he had the same offensive coordinator. Mm. He's had different off court coordinators all the time. Manny Diaz, a former coach for your Miami Hurricanes is now the new defense coordinator in Penn State. He's going to have really aggressive defense. They're going to have one of the best, one of the best defensive uh, backfields in the country. But my concern with Penn State is last year they couldn't run the ball. Their yeah. offensive line wasn't good, and they couldn't run the ball. There's no excuse for them not to have a good offensive line or a good running back because they can recruit with the best of them. Yeah. So that's my main concern with Penn State. I don't know if they can run the ball. Right. Um, and as I said, I have Michigan State finishing fourth at eight and four as well. Um, I don't remember what I had their conference record, but uh, um, moving on to fifth place, who you got? I got Maryland, but I do have them bowl eligible six and six with a three and six conference record. I have Maryland at seven and five. Uh, they were seven and six last season. They beat Virginia Tech in the Pinstripe Bowl. Um, Talia Tongue of Iloa is probably the second or third. Best returning Big Ten uh, quarterback through 26 touchdowns last year. A lot of that came early against inferior opponents, so it'll be interesting to see um, how he is. And this is really his third year starting. Right. Um, so He did have that awful Friday night game against Iowa last year where Iowa picked him off yes. like five times. Yeah, five or six times. But a lot of people, there's there are things to like about this Maryland team. They're going to have speed. Mike Loxley's a very good recruiter. Great recruiter, but, especially in the D.C. area. Right. Um, but the reason I have them six and six is there are a couple of big 10 teams that meet this criteria for me. They just do not have a home field advantage. Mm. You go there. That's not a raucous place to play. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, finishing sixth. I have Rutgers at three and nine. Zach same. Um, they, have, they-, they have three quarterbacks battling out for, for their <laughs> quarterback position. Will Levis, is he one of them? Because he's the only one I've ever heard of. Uh, not according to the uh, 24-7 sports. No, Noah Vedral. Vedral, that's what I'm thinking, not Will Gavin Winsett and Evan Simon. Mm. Yeah, they uh, they won five games last year and made a bowl. They lost Wake Forest in the Gator Bowl because of a team dropped out. I forget what team dropped out. Do you remember? Who was that? No, I don't. Um, and I, I think it was a COVID thing. It was. It was, it was. It was. It was bizarre. So, uh, yeah, Rutgers, it looked like, man, they could be better, but the East is just brutal. It is. It's, it it's is. just a gauntlet. So. It is. It is. And, it, and, you know, I don't know how much longer we'll have the East to West. You know, there was yep. there was talks there was going to split off next year, but now with USC and UCLA coming in in um, 2024, maybe they just do it for one more year mm-hmm. and then, just, then do whatever you're going to do, pods or, or whatever. Right. 
Uh, so we both have Indiana finishing last. What do you have them record wise? I have a three and nine, one and eight in conference. I also have them three and nine. Uh, came into the year ranked 18th last year. Yeah. And they finished two and ten. Yeah, a lot of injuries, I will say, but uh, yeah, a lot of hype after that weird shortened 2020 season, which they almost stole mm-hmm. the East, and they did not capitalize on it. But like I said, a lot of injuries. New quarterback, it looks like, unless. Um, Unless Tuttle wins the job, but I don't think yeah. he's going to. I think it's going to be Missouri uh, transfer Connor uh, Bazelic. Bazelic, I think, is how you like pronounce yeah. his last name. Who he's, he showed flashes, but he also led the SEC. I believe no, 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 he was second in the SEC in interceptions. I believe last year. I think mm-hmm. I think Kentucky's quarterback led the SEC in interceptions. But I don't I don't see it going very well for Tom Allen and company down there. Yeah, they had that as you said, good COVID. 2020 season um they were good the year before that as well winning yes they I were think they were eight and four and lost that season. uh the gator bowl to tennessee yeah heartbreaker yep. um and uh yeah but everything i've read so far it's still a battle between tuttle and bazalak or whatever his name is but probably gonna be bazalak yeah, tuttle hasn't impressed me in the two years he's been no. there which he was a trent was he the transfer from utah yep so they have two transfer quarterbacks battling it out. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Tom Allen had that a good two-year stretch, but um, last kinda, year – Kind of lost mom- some of the momentum. I was going to say all, all momentum ceases to exist now. Even in uh, in-state so. recruiting, too, they're hurting lately, too. Mm-hmm. They they were nabbing yeah. some good recruits there for a little while. Now they're, now they're hurting. Yep. Uh, moving on to the Big Ten West, who do you have winning it? I don't even want to do this. I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do this. Oh, Tanner, it. every year, man. This year's worse than ever, though, Josh. This year I actually have <laughs> sky-high expectations, and I'm ready to get hurt again. Um, barring injuries, I have the Boilermakers winning the West. <laughs> got to believe, J-Man. Uh, got to believe. Uh, I do not have Purdue winning the West. Uh, I have Wisconsin winning the West at 10-2. and two. That's um, what I have Purdue's but, record, 10-2. Uh, and 10-2. Two. And two, uh, who, who are the two losses? At Wisconsin, because until they beat Wisconsin, I'm never predicting it to happen. And at Minnesota, I think they'll be better than Minnesota, but P.J. Fleck has Jeff Brom's number. And until – another one, until he gets over the hump, he hadn't done it since 2017. So, um, And the reason I like Purdue so much, I know they lost David Bell, George Karloff, this you can't replace those guys. Also, Milton Wright, who was going to be their number one wide receiver, he's out due to academic issues, out of school, I should say. But they didn't have those three guys in the bowl game, and they beat a Tennessee team that was a lot more talented and really was a home field environment for Tennessee in that Music City Bowl. So pretty much that bowl team is pretty much back for the most part for this Purdue squad. I mean, they got seven returning defensive starters. They do have a new defensive coordinator, but he was on the staff last year, Ron English. So Brad Lambert went to Wake Forest. But their offensive staff's pretty much intact, a new wide receiver coach. My, my one concern with Purdue is can they run the ball? They're going to sling it. That's got to be their offense. I mean, they still have a lot of wide receiver depth thanks to two Iowa transfers that came in, Charlie Jones and Tyron Tracy, who I think will be key components, along with Brock Thompson and T.J. Sheffield and a few others, Payne Durham, tight end. Um, injury bugs bit him a little bit, but luckily so far it's been in backups. And, and the reason I like Purdue so much is finally st- stability at quarterback. This is the second time in the Jeff Brom era they've entered a season without having a quarterback competition, and Aiden O'Connell's coming off a hot end of the season. I mean, he went his last five regular season games last year without a pick and then had a good performance against Tennessee. He was second team all Big Ten. So if he can stay healthy, if they can keep him upright, um, I think they can have a pretty good season. I think I think 10-2 is their ceiling. I think their basement, though, is 7-5 and five with their schedule. And I was – I was just about to ask, what do you think their floor is? Um, I think seven so and five. If if if, if they if they go seven and five or six and six, I'm gonna be assuming they're healthy. I'll be pretty disappointed. Yeah. Um, as I said, I have Wisconsin one in the West, ten and two. They were nine and four last season. Uh, Braylon Allen's gonna be the next great Wisconsin running back. <laughs> twelve hundred yards, twelve touchdowns as a freshman. It's just next man up. Yeah, it's rip off the jersey number and the name, put it on a new mm-hmm. one. S- same thing with their linemen, send them out. Uh, I have Wisconsin second at 9-3, and 6-3. and three. Love Braylon Allen. Not so sure about Graham Mertz. Still not a believer in him. Yeah, he might not have a job if it weren't for that opening game against uh, Lovey's uh, Lion Eye in 2020. 
Um, I have Iowa finishing second at eight and four, 10 and four last season. Sam Laporta's top five tight end prospect, Jack Campbell, top five linebacker prospect. Um, Sam, are there, uh, what's, what's his first name? Something Petrus. Spencer. Um, Spencer Petrus. Spencer Petrus. I'm going to start with an S. Um, he is not well liked there in Iowa. I don't think he's very good, but it's Iowa. They're going to have a good offensive line, good running game, good defense. They're going to be solid. Yeah, it's just going to have a boring offense um, for a passing mm-hmm. game, like always. But uh, um, I, I have Iowa here on my list, but I'll get to him in a second. Um, um, finishing third, you have uh, who? Minnesota. Nine and three, six and three in the conference. Um, and, I, and this it's is kind of like pretty Mich- dang good. I do. Kind of kind of like Michigan State. I don't like them as much as I have their record. But Tanner Morgan's coming back for sixth year. Um, Muhammad Ibrahim, before he got hurt, I mean, he got hurt the first game of the year against Ohio State, but he was torching that defense. But it's an Achilles injury. Running backs have a tough time coming back from Achilles injuries. So um, they lost, yeah. like, all their offensive linemen, though, I believe, and a lot of guys on defense. But I don't even like P.J. Fleck as a guy, but I think he's a pretty good coach. Um, I guess maybe maybe I'm just putting a lot of faith in these six-year quarterbacks over on the West. Um, I have Minnesota finishing third as well at seven and five, nine and four last season. Uh, this is Tanner Morgan's 14th year of college football. You cannot mm-hmm. tell me otherwise. Great first name though. He's been there so long. <laughs> um, I, I I think they'll be solid. I don't think they'll be as good as last year, but I think they'll be solid. Uh, fourth, I have the Hawkeyes at eight and four, five and four. Um, I mean another. I mean. I would pumps out eight, nine win teams. That's just what they do. Yeah. But yeah. I, I just don't think they'll be as good as they were last year. I have Purdue actually hitting their floor uh, at seven and five. No, uh, I'll be ma- disappointed. Mainly for the reasons you said as to why you think they'll be good because they did all that stuff without Tennessee. Well, losing to David Bell hurts. Um, oh, sure. You can't replace I, him. But I, I honestly don't know much about Purdue, and I was surprised I had them at only 7-5 and five after looking at them. Well, but um, Somebody's yeah. going to have to step up as number one guy. They have a lot of mm-hmm. depth, like I said, but somebody's going to have to do it. I just don't know who's going to be. So. Yeah, somebody somebody's going to have to go kill Iowa because uh, they, right? they don't have their Iowa killer. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, my uh, gosh. So. Uh, finishing fifth, I got the Cornhuskers. But good news, Nebraska fans, I got you making a bowl at six and six, <laughs> well, four and five in conference. So Casey Thompson, their shiny new toy quarterback, Texas transfer. I have the yes, he, he threw twenty four touchdown passes last season. Um, of course, Nebraska went three and nine, but. Uh, you can hear Nebraska fans. We weren't that bad, which honestly, they probably weren't that bad. They were in every single game. But again, you got to win those games. Um, Nebraska uh, brags about the weirdest stuff where um, I almost called him PJ Fleck, which they're pretty similar. Scott Frost um, bragging about his offensive lineman throwing up 15 to 20 time, or they have 15 to 20 offensive linemen throwing up per practice or something like that. Like, that's a cool thing. Uh, it's it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But uh, I have Nebraska actually finishing sixth at five and seven. I have the Illini finishing fifth at six and six. Won five games last year. The fact that they won five games last year is insane because that roster was terrible. Um, their schedule is easier this year than it was last year. Uh, but I think their ceilings, I, I have them at their ceiling at six and six. I think their floor is probably four and eight. Uh, but they do, they have four games that I think are attainable or three games that I think are attainable that they absolutely have to win. And one of them's in week one against um, Indiana. At Indiana, I think they absolutely have to win that game if they want to make a bowl. Uh, they have to beat Minnesota, and they have to beat Northwestern. Those are kind of the three they absolutely have to, and probably need to upset a team like Iowa or Purdue at home um, in, in order to get there. Um, but they have a really good running back, Chase Brown, over 1,000 yards uh, rushing last year. Josh McCray's a really good backup running back. Uh, quarterback transfer Tommy DeVito coming in from Syracuse had a really good year in 2019, but it's been a few years since uh, he's really played a whole lot, but he adds more athleticism, more arm talent than Brandon Peters and more of a personality because that offense took on uh, Peters personality way too often. So uh, I think after last year winning five games and honestly, they should have beaten Maryland should have beaten Purdue could have easily won seven games and they end up with five. I think they should be able to get to uh should be able to get to a bowl, but uh, we'll see. It's such a coin flip with them. <laughs> you never know what team's going to show up. 
And one thing about Nebraska, I forgot to mention, they got a new shiny toy for Casey Thompson. Palmer, the wide receiver from USC transfer, he should be pretty good for them. I have Illinois finishing um, sixth at four and eight at, at your basement, one and eight in the conference. And I don't like that I did that because I think they're going to be better than that. I was surprised when I had them four and eight. It's, I actually had it's tough. They were Indiana's lone Big Ten win for me, just because it's at Indiana week one, which will be Illinois week two, but. I, I yes, this and Illinois it, team was close the last fact year. That, Go ahead. the The fact that Indiana gets to see Illinois before Illinois gets to see them right. uh, helps Indiana out significantly. But it wouldn't shock me if Illinois makes a bowl at all. It wouldn't shock me at all. Because um, I think they're going to be, even if they go four and eight, they're going to be a pain in everybody's sight because they're not going to go away easily. Mm-hmm. I think Bielema is going to eventually build something pretty good there. So we both have uh, Northwestern finishing last. Three and nine. uh, I went nine in the conference for me. I I have them at three and nine as well. Um, They averaged 16 points a game last season, uh, which is awful for one. They were 125th out of 130 teams uh, scoring the football. They do have the number one ranked offensive tackle prospect in college football and Peter Skaronsky. But uh, they haven't been able to throw the ball in years, haven't been able to run the ball. they're a bad team, but it seems like every time you think Northwestern is going to be terrible, they somehow win seven, eight, nine games. So that's a good point. Uh, who knows? Um, I mean, Ryan Helinski, anytime Rutgers fans are rejoicing when you take their quarterback, that's not a good sign. Uh, Evan yeah. Hall and, and Cameron, Cameron Porter, two viable running backs, but besides that, they don't have much. Um, did they lose? Uh, that might have been basketball. They lost somebody. Somebody decent to transfer, unless I thought they had somebody in football transferred to Notre Dame, Northwestern. I could be just imagining that, but yeah, I think it's gonna be a rough um, fall I for Pat Fitzgerald up there in, in Evanston. I agree. Then I have Ohio um, State beating Purdue in the Big Ten Championship. Ohio State over Purdue. Yes, no. I have Ohio State over Wisconsin. Uh, who's your Heisman winner? CJ Shrub. Can you hear me? No, I could not hear you. Oh, C.J. Stroud. I also have C.J. Stroud um, winning the uh, Heisman uh, this year. He, it was my bold prediction, I think, coming into the 2022. I think, I think it was. Win, uh, or a Big Ten. At least the Big Heisman. Ten would have one. Um, who's? Do you have any dark horses for the Heisman? Um, No, not really. I think Braylon Allen, Wisconsin, could be a name. Um, sure. Only a sophomore, but I, I got a couple dark horses: Tyler Van Dyke, quarterback, of University of Miami or Miami, Florida. Uh, I think they're going to be pretty good this year with uh, Crystal Ball yeah. there as the head. I think they're going to have some swag back to them. I looked for them to win nine, maybe ten games. This one's a real dark horse. His team would have to be really good, but Malik Cunningham, quarterback at Louisville, he's got to put up some numbers. I just don't know if they can win enough. Yeah. Those are good names. Um, Alabama's going to have four candidates. Um, sure. sure. And I'm sure jo- Georgia will have some candidates, too. Clemson's probably going to have a candidate. So. Clemson's might have the best defensive line I've ever seen on paper. Really? Mm-hmm. Even better than Georgia's last year? Defensive line, yes. Not defense overall, but defensive line, yes. They might have three guys going to top ten in the NFL draft next year. It's going to be ridiculous. But, Which uh, Clemson's been a defensive line factory here the past however many years, too. Uh, before we get into our playoff predictions, I know we're running out of time. Notre Dame fighting Irish. What do you have their record as? Didn't even didn't choose their schedule. Uh, didn't, Completely didn't. forgot about them. I think um, I don't even know who they play. I can go look up their schedule real quick and give you sure. two losses for them. Number uh, five in the country, and J-Man's forgetting about them. Uh they do they do have some question marks. Quarterback Tyler Buckner is going to be there. He's taking over for Jack Cohn. There he played a little bit last year. I think he ended up with a 300 and handful of yards. But uh, um, looking at their schedule, I think they go nine and three with losses at Ohio State, Clemson at home, and at USC. I think USC finally gets them for first time in what feels like forever. Uh, but other than that, I don't see any chance they lose a game. I have them eight and four. I had the same yeah, three losses as you. I also had them tripping up at UNC. At UNC, okay. I could see them losing at BYU as well. That's that's, that's a neutral game in oh, okay. um, Vegas. 
Because they did the hangover thing with the with the uniforms and everything. Because so I yeah, almost yeah. picked that instead of UNC. But I think Notre Dame's floor would be a seven and five. I mean, absolute floor. And their ceiling, um, yeah. uh, eleven and one. Because I just yeah. don't see them getting through Ohio State, Clemson, and the USC unscathed. But yeah. Um, four playoff. teams for the playoff. Yeah. I have Alabama. Yep. Ohio State. Yep. Georgia, and Texas A&M. I have Alabama, Ohio State, Utah, and Michigan. Utah, huh? You think you think two uh, two Big Ten teams? I think they find a way. Big Ten's getting this huge media right deal next year. <laughs> That's a good I, point. I think I think yeah. uh, Michigan loses. Ohio State doesn't have to play in that Big Ten championship. Sits it out. There's chaos. Somehow they slide in. Watch out for Oklahoma State. I think they'll be tough. Um, I like I like your A and M pick though. I just don't I don't know. Um, yeah, Georgia. So you had three SEC teams. Oh, I do. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> um, you thought A and M was still the Big Twelve, did you? I did too. I did. I did. Um, give me give me Oklahoma State because I, I, right. I, like I almost had them in originally. I like it. Um, so, so it seems like we pick Oklahoma State to make it every year. It's a surprise. And I really don't know why. I'm, I'm, Utah was in, within an eyelash win the Rose Bowl last year, and yeah. Kyle Woodenham's such a good coach. He is. So I think um, – who, okay. who do you have winning at all? I think it's going to be between Bama and Ohio State. I literally think those two teams are so much better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemson's another one I could have had in the playoff. But um, – I'm going to go Alabama. I, I know it's boring, and I hate it. I mean, they get all the five stars. You know, I wish a five-star would switch it up and go to, like, a, a Utah or Oklahoma State or something because they could make a program there. You know what I'm saying? Like, But they yeah. see the dollar signs. I get it from their point of view why they go to Alabama. But if yeah. you're that good, you're going to be that good wherever you go. You could go to a program and make that program relevant again. Right. And But they choose to just be the next man up, you know. Yep. But I uh, I I have Ohio State. Okay. So um, puke puke either way. So yeah. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand tossed pizza, hand bread, tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitou. Focuses on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews or domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitou and their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boats or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be located 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. I also have a book it to do. Uh, so we have a couple games this week. We have Wyoming at Illinois. Nebraska and Northwestern play in Ireland, I believe. They do, yep. Uh, Duquesne in Florida State, Florida A&M, North Carolina, and Vanderbilt plays at Hawaii. This will be the J-Man's Book It Prediction of the Week. Man, who am I going to pick? I think Illinois beats Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Oh, they should. Uh, I think Nebraska-, Nebraska wins, but in a tight one. Yes. Um, ne- Nebraska is 12.5 point favorites. I think this will be the Book It. Uh, Northwestern covers that 12 and a half. I think, I think Nebraska gets a scare and wouldn't that be hilarious if Northwestern gets them? If no, if Northwestern wins, they might leave Scott Frost in Ireland. <laughs> they might. Uh, Jim Mann's book of prediction of the week brought to you by Indiana farm bureau insurance agent, Travis watching for life, home, auto business, renters, workers, comp and farm insurance. Contact Travis two one nine eight six nine four five six one is emails. Travis.watchering at infb.com. Hit me with that birdie bogey here. Which Big Ten or Pac-12 team has the most losses in the Rose Bowl all time? Um, I have no idea, um, but I'm going to go with Michigan. Oh, crud. That's a birdie for you, my friend. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm three strokes yes. behind. <laughs> I'm I in trouble. That. I pulled that out of nowhere. They are 8-12 and 12 all really? time in Rose Bowls. Man. Wow, I got lucky. I had no idea. I, I had a one in however many chance, 20-something chance. I figured it was probably a Big Ten team. Uh, USC's played in the most in 34 Rose Bowls. They're 25-9. and nine. And then you have a lot of teams with seven losses. Ohio State, Washington, UCLA, Wisconsin, all with seven losses. Uh, Wisconsin is 3-7. and seven. In Rose Bowls. I almost said Wisconsin because it did seem like they had a stretch where they lost a bunch. 
Can you name me the three teams in both conferences? There's only three. Well, besides the teams that have never played in it, of course. Three teams that have played in Rose Bowls and never won one. Can you name me those real quick? Um, Indiana. Indiana's 0-1, 1968. Illinois. Illinois Indiana. is 3-2. 3-2, winning record. Um, Has Purdue won one? They're 1-1. One one. They beat USC back in the day. Um, I have no idea. Utah is 0-1 yeah, last year. And uh, Washington State is 0-3. Last right. time they played, it was 0-3. Right. So. They went in 0-3, huh? Mm-hmm. I guess they had some good years. I mean, they had they had Bledsoe and they had Ryan Leaf. Did was Ryan Those Leaf? were in the 90s, though. Yeah. But. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. We'll be back out with a lot more college football next week. Have a fantastic week, everybody.